English as a Second Language, otherwise known as ESL, is a compassion ministry strategy whereby we teach non-English speaking people how to learn basic English and along the way, teach them how to know Jesus and how to read the Bible as well. Shannon Brown is gonna show you several steps to go through in order to establish an ESL class in your church. Good afternoon, everybody, or morning, whenever you're watching this. Thank you so much for being a part of Three Questions and a Story. My name is Jeff Cook, and the reason I'm kind of wearing a comfortable casual is I've been on the road all summer in an RV around this great state of Louisiana. We're in between houses, and so me and my wife and son are RVing around the state, and while we're doing that, one of the things we're doing is taking uh, video interviews of some of our great ministry partners uh, that do the great work of ministry. So we're in New Orleans today, and we're with Shannon Brown, who is one of our ESL leaders and, and strong people to help in international ministry. And so, Shannon, we're going to spend a few minutes today just mechanically telling uh, our audience uh, how you go about having an ESL class in the local church. Okay, let me just pose this beginning question. Ring, ring, the phone rings of sweet lady at the church, whatever it is, calls and says, we'd like to have an ESL class. So what does that trigger for you going forward and how does that proceed? Yeah, so first of all, I would be excited to receive the call. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. You know, thank you so much for calling. Um, and I would like to actually know how many people uh, do you have with you that also would like to go along with you uh, for mm -hmm. the ministry. And then if you, you know, tell me the list of people, we can actually work together to actually do training at your church on site. Uh, we have a workshop that entails all, all of the elements that you need to know in order to actually get started for, for churches that actually don't have an ESL ministry. It takes you from A to Z, um, all the steps that you need to take to do it. Um, so we can plan a workshop on site at that church or online now since the pandemic. Uh, we, we've also had that option available uh, on Zoom. Um, so um, that's the first thing. <laughs> so ESL, we need to probably repeat that English as a second language yes. is ESL. Yes. And so that is for people that do not speak English that yeah. have come to our country, but need to speak English for functioning in life yes. and then also presenting the gospel. So yes. at that point, so you've, you've got the group and then I'm sure there's some planning calendaring and planning. Yes. And yes. Okay. A so. lot of that's, of course, done on their end. So mm -hmm. I try to be as flexible as possible, you know, for their convenience. Uh, so whenever they're ready, they throw some dates out and then we stick it on the calendar and then mm -hmm. plan. Right. How long does a workshop take when you're on site, typically? On site, everyone should know, it takes 11 hours. Wow. <laughs> but it used to be um, actually about 18 hours. Yeah. So. So how do you do that? I mean, is it all like from seven in the morning to six at night or? Actually, we do it with two days. Usually we may do two Saturdays, one Saturday for maybe like um, eight to three. Okay. And then the next Saturday, just a half day. Mm -hmm. Or we can do two, uh, a Friday night, a Friday evening, and then a full day Saturday. Okay. So however they want to do it. So it's work. Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> yes. it's a lot of teaching on your part and a lot of learning. Yes. On their part. And a lot of hands-on uh, demonstrations in person. Right. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so you've trained a group of seven to ten people in the in the church. At that point, how do people who need ESL end up at the church? Are they already there, or do they go find them? Uh, I mean, how how does that end up 
with a class getting started at the local church? That's a great question. Uh, so usually uh, the churches don't actually have prospective students. And so a part of the, the workshop is teaching them how to find students. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so um, usually we, we can actually show them how to actually go to apartment complexes or go to, if they want to focus on international students, how to go to the school to actually get permission to invite students. Mm -hmm in the neighborhood. So for example, when my church first got started, um, right after Katrina, uh, we had a large influx of Spanish speaking people around the church. And right. so we just kind of drove around the church and stopped on the spot and invited people to the class. So, mm -hmm. um, so during the workshop, we tell them different ways and different places that they can go to, to actually invite people to come to their ministries. So if there's no language that's common with people, how how do you get that across to yes. someone who doesn't know English? <laughs> I know you speak Spanish, so yes. you're you're a great that aid. That was helpful for that, right? yeah. <laughs> so let's say a group of Russians that you yeah. mentioned earlier are gathered. Yeah. How would you communicate to them? Yeah, that's another great question. So it would be helpful if you have someone that speaks that language. Right. So now, unless you're actually reaching out to international students, of course, you know, they speak English, they're more advanced. So that would be easy. But if you're targeting a group of Russians, when you uh, actually create flyers or invitations, it needs to be in that language. Right. And you need to have a contact person that speaks that language because when they call, they're going to call and text <laughs> in that language. Yeah. So okay. it's helpful to have at least one person that can communicate. But so, not necessarily there to teach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's great to understand too. So it appears to me that that activity is really necessary to build trust yes. with groups of people that are really alienated from everybody else yes. because they can't speak the language. Yes. So how hard is that to build that trust with that cluster of people? Well, once they start coming to your church for ESL, their hearts melt because they sense the love of Christ. Okay. And we find that once your students come and they, they come to the church and they see the atmosphere and they see the love of God, they actually are willing to invite more people <laughs> to okay. come. And that's what we find is that's how we get most of our students, not by us actually going out, but by them inviting their friends okay. uh, to come to the ministry. So if a church got started with all kinds of zeal and no population and two or three came, don't get discouraged? Is that what you're saying? Exactly, yes. what happens over time? Eventually, you will mm -hmm. have more. Okay. And yes, yes. Especially because our churches were good at, um, you know, sharing the love of God with, with our people that come to our mm -hmm. ministries. Uh, they'll be excited to invite their friends. Another um, just mechanical question. Would you be able to do ESL with multiple language groups? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, now, it, it may be a little difficult if those people are beginners, mm -hmm. so like novices, um, because one day we had a person from a certain country in West Africa and their main language was French. At the time, we didn't have anyone who spoke mm -hmm. French. Right. So it was kind of difficult to sure. actually reach out <laughs> in that situation. But you can do multiple language groups. It depends if they're the same level. We basically break it down by levels and not language groups. So we okay. would have all beginners together, our intermediate students, mm -hmm. and all advanced students together, regardless of which language they speak. Wow. So that's amazing. I know you said earlier that New Orleans is such a melting pot for cultures and languages, yes. and I'm sure uh, engaging in English is very beneficial for people as well. So um, any other thing that's important <laughs> about getting started that you might want to share with us? Um, I would say don't be afraid to ask different businesses. Um, so, for example, the Baptist Friendship House had an ESL ministry uh, right after Katrina, 
and they actually ministered at a hotel in the French Quarter, in the okay. heart of the French Quarter. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't think that there is a mission group going to a hotel in the middle of the French Quarter, but this hotel actually allowed them to come in on Saturdays. They gave them a room, they gave them an office space. They allowed the women, they were housekeepers. They allowed okay. them to come down in their uniforms mm -hmm. to actually uh, go to the classes. And the missionaries from the Friendship House actually shared lessons with them and shared scripture and prayed with them. So you never know if you don't ask, like if God puts on your heart to, to go to a certain um, business or yeah, a certain organization, you never know, they may be open to allow you to have your ESL ministry there or to actually, you know, uh, invite their employees. So that's a great, that's a great comment because um, the benefit to the hotel is they can communicate with yes. their employees, very yes. practical, very simple. Yes, sir. And then the benefit of the worker is that they are more inclined to feel uh, blended into the culture because they can communicate yes. with guests and needs and all kinds of things. That is awesome. Well, we want to encourage everyone to consider um, English as a second language ministry in your church. As you've heard from Shannon, it's pretty simple to get started after the 11 hours of training. Uh, and then once you do that, then you'll see people come and be a part of the ministry as well. There is the ability to do it online. Uh, I know that's not as dynamic but as in the room face-to-face, -face, but we would offer that option. And Shannon's services are available on a schedule to be able to come and help your church as well. So Shannon, we really do appreciate. Uh, we hope that people will contact Jeff Cook at Louisiana Baptist Convention and and refer you to some more work because I yes, know sir. you love doing your ESL. Yes, sir. All right. God bless you God and bless thank you. you today. Thank you. Thanks for watching today. I hope you've been encouraged and inspired and maybe even have started asking the question, what could I do in compassion ministry? As you hear from the Lord in that, I'm sure that God will give you great ideas to engage your community with the message of Jesus Christ.